days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days all streaming live all podcast posts all Mutiny Radio all the time the third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 apply now
construction worker working on a home. Living in a mansion, might live in a dome. Welcome to the Labor and Love Show. Every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we come at you live from Mutiny Radio at 2781 21st Street with our Labor and Love Show, your weekly Labor Day. Labor commentary, opinion, labor history, labor news, brought to you by the B, a member of two unions. Edda James, you gotta serve somebody.
each other. That's what love is for. Don't you let nobody drag your spirit down. Tie your spirit down.
my dough, the grave will get my bones. And what is left will have to go for one of those granite stones. But this suit cost me two weeks' pay, so let it live another day. a quiet place there is no labor there and I will rest more easy in the clothes I always wear this suit was made for warmer climes holidays and happy times so bury me in my overalls To bring the harvest in And lay the railroad ties I boomed about from east to west It's time I had a little rest So bury me in my overalls And when I get to heaven They tally work and sin They'll open up those pearly gates And holler, come on in A working stiff like you we know Has had his share of hell below So come to glory in your overalls everybody this is the bee you're tuned to labor and love the fastest growing labor show in the bay area this is the bee and um, we just listened to three songs we listened to Alvina Reynolds who was featured on last week's show singing uh, her working-class ballad, Bury Me in My Overalls. She was preceded... She was preceded by Etta James. Before Etta James was Linda Tillery. Don't ever let nobody turn you around. And... Etta James with one of our theme songs, one of our anthems on this show, you gotta have to serve somebody. The sum total of your life, who have you served? Did you just go along quietly? Then you served the status quo. You're gonna have to serve somebody. All of us are. I want to begin here by congratulating the my union, I'm a retired member of UESF. UESF was able to reach a an accord with the San Francisco School District 
providing for uh, effective pay raises of 5% next year, 5% the following year, and 4% in 2019 and 2020. Also, SFUSD is going to contribute more for health plans, $50 per employee, plus $1,100 for employee number two, or as high as $100 for employee plus one. The district's pregnancy disability leave to use extended sick leave, including a minimum of 150 a day, guaranteed 12 months, 12 weeks of child bonding leave. Question, is that paid leave or not? Okay, anyway, congratulations to... uh, Lita Blanc and Susan Solomon, who were the, uh, the president and vice president of UESF. It had gotten to the point where a strike vote was taken, uh, or was to be taken, and uh, forestalled by, by the settlement. So congratulations. Um... got on here today. This is the B, and remember, this is the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. And if you don't have your seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is, where you work, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Well, today is the 11th of November, Memorial Day. Today we're to remember the dead who fell in World War I. But of course, when you talk about wars... You're talking about human behavior that looks looks a totally nonsensical and stupid and harmful, but which gradually gets to be normal. People don't look and see, you know, exactly what they're what's happening over and over and over again. Let's see. Just a second. Okay, here we go. Joan Baez singing a song in German. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Joan Baez. Wann wird man je verstehen? 
man wird man je And we know there are people who are making money off. Here's Eddie Vedder. Come, your masters of war. You that build all the guns. You that build on the death blade. Jesus would never forgive 
Okay. Eddie Vedder, Masters of War. Far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate Oh, you see, war is not the answer For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Oh, picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Come on, talk to me so you can see
bring some love in here today. Oh, picket lines, picket signs. Don't punish me with brutality. Come on, talk to me so you can see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Is high at Austerlitz and Waterloo. 
Shovel them under and let me work. I am the grave. I cover all. And pile them high at Gettysburg. And pile them high at Ypres, Verdun, Stalingrad. Shovel them under and let me work. Two years, ten years, and passengers ask the conductor, What place is this? Where are we now? I am the gray. Let me work. That's Carl Sandberg with his poem, Grass. Pile the bodies high at Austerlitz and Waterloo. Shovel them under and let me work. I am the grave. I cover all. And pile them high at Gettysburg. And pile them high at Ypres, Verdun, Stalingrad. Shovel them under and let me work. Two years, ten years, and passengers ask the conductor, What place is this? Where are we now? I am the grave. Let me work. Carl Sandberg with grass. I am the grass. Let me work. Pile the bodies high at all these battles and shovel them under and let me work. I am the grass. The grass abides. This next one is by Stephen Crane. Do not weep, maiden, for war is kind. Because your lover threw wild hands toward the sky and the affrighted steed ran on alone, do not weep. War is kind. Hoarse, booming drums of the regiment, little souls who thirst for fight. These men were born to drill and die. The unexplained glory files above them. Great is the battle god, great, and his kingdom a field where a thousand corpses lie. Do not weep, babe, for war is kind. Because your father tumbled in the yellow trenches, raged at his breast, gulped and died. Do not weep, war is kind. Swift blazing flag of the regiment, eagle with crest of red and gold. These men were born to drill and die. Point for them the virtue of the slaughter. Make plain to them the excellence of killing in a field where a thousand corpses lie. Mother whose heart hung humble as a button on the bright splendid shroud of your son. Do not weep. War is kind. 
That's by the American writer Stephen Crane, who died at the age of 29 and wrote some of the most uh, widely respected works. Of course, uh, The Red Badge of Courage, a novel about the Civil War when even when Crane had never been to battle. But it was praised for being so realistic. A uh, short story, The Open Boat, uh, The Bride Comes to Yellow Sky, Stephen Crane. All right, let's listen to the Win Weekend Review now. What's happening on the labor front? Workers Independent News Week in Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. A couple of California teachers' strikes have been averted. United Teachers of San Francisco and the Sacramento City Teachers Association reached tentative agreements on new labor contracts. After 13 months of contract negotiations, Sacramento teachers had been set to strike Wednesday if there had been no agreement, and San Francisco teachers were going to take a strike authorization vote Wednesday, but they reached a tentative deal instead. Class size, hiring quality educators, and improving special education services were all addressed in the Sacramento settlement. Teachers in San Francisco got an 11% raise over three years. Both tentative contracts are subject to teacher ratification votes before becoming final. Republicans in the Wisconsin State Senate have made it the 28th state to call for a new U.S. Constitutional Convention. It takes 34 states to actually call a convention to rewrite America's Constitution. The resolution 28 states have now passed says that the purpose of the Constitutional Convention shall be, quote, for the limited purpose of requiring the federal government to operate under a balanced budget. But once the Constitutional Convention Pandora's box is open, it could well turn into a runaway convention where other constitutional rewrites could happen. And since it's driven by state legislatures controlled by Republicans, America could wake up one day to a new U.S. Constitution written essentially by Republicans. Just 14 states had legislatures totally controlled by Republicans in 2009. In 2017, there are 33 such states. In 2010, the GOP was able to gerrymander congressional districts, cementing the Republican state-level political power and protecting its congressional seats. The constitutionality of that gerrymandering is being decided in a case from Wisconsin currently before the U.S. Supreme Court. We saw our volunteerism rates go through the roof. People were energized. They just said, we want to win, and we want to win big. And that's what we did. We had a huge, huge victory here. New Jersey AFL-CIO President Charles Wilkanek talking about the remarkable high-energy organized labor political machine that put a more pro-labor government in place in New Jersey from the governor's office on down. It was a, a real big night for the labor movement here in New Jersey. We won the governor's race. We picked up a Senate seat. We picked up two assembly seats. We also ran 58 union members, rank-and-file union members that work every day for political offices all across the state, and we have 45 winners. On Veterans Day, the Union Veterans Council wants you to know that among the rights veterans have fought and died for are collective bargaining labor rights. Here are some pro-union veterans speaking in excerpts from a Union Veterans Council video. Sam Phipps, serving the United States Army as an infantryman, now a proud union member of Local 562. Getting into Local 562 is just, it's given me a chance at, uh, you know, a good life. 
be able to support not only myself, but more importantly, my, my family. Sabrina Harris, U.S. Army, a proud member of AFG Local 96. The union has given me stability in my life. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit workersindependentnews.com. Win Labor Report. And uh, let's see, how about Radio Labor. This is a world perspective on uh, of labor action, about labor action all over the world. World Report. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor report recorded on Tuesday, October 31st, 2017. I'm Mark Boulanger. Public Services International, the global union which represents public sector workers in the world, is holding its International Congress this week in Geneva. One of the pre-Congress sessions focused on the rights of LGBTQ workers. Sandra Vermarten, the PSI head of campaign, spoke to the delegates attending the session. We must combat antisocial policies that aim to divide workers to exploit us. While inequality and precarious work is on the rise all over the world and public services are being attacked by austerity and privatization schemes, we need to reach out to all workers and stand united to protect current and future generations. Public service workers have an important role to play in terms of providing public services on the basis of equality and delivering human rights for all, promoting social and economic justice. In 2017, unfortunately, we're seeing an unprecedented attack on public sector unions and public services. Ensuing inequality and social crisis must be addressed urgently and is one of the causes of the growing discrimination further fueled by populist politicians. And um, I think we'll hear today in, in our meeting also a lot of these transversal issues, the impact of privatization, the importance of public health for uh, LGBT workers. Fighting discrimination means challenging governments and supporting organizations that are the voice of those who are marginalized. While LGBT and transgender workers and human rights are better protected now than ever before in many countries, discrimination and violence against LGBT people is on the rise again, both in the Western and in the developing world. So we continue to forcefully condemn increasing intolerance and attacks on the rights of uh, LGBT people. We have to maintain our position that human rights are not negotiable and that governments must have the political courage to tackle discrimination in all its multiple forms instead of promoting it through legislation. Legislation, as we all know, is not enough to make the real change. We have to change the culture. We have to change from within. And also we have to change the trade unions from within in order to, to stand up together. October 31st is World Cities Day. The PSI is using the day to highlight the contributions municipal workers make towards the development of safe, healthy, sustainable municipalities. Daria Cibrario is the PSI's local and regional development officer. 
We've decided that that's a really good opportunity for PSI and its affiliate all over the world to celebrate the hard labor and the everyday work that municipal and local government workers do in cities, local communities and their territories, metropolitan areas every single day. So that's why we actually picked this day, which was established in 2014 by the United Nations as a, a good uh, opportunity to launch this campaign, which actually makes the faces and jobs of municipal workers uh, visible to the wider public. This is not often uh, very well known. Uh, when we talk about municipal workers, people probably immediately think about public administration uh, clerks uh, where you go get your certificate or ID. They're actually much, much more than that. For instance, in Canada, CUPE, the Canadian uh, Union of Public Sector Workers, have, has identified over 8,000 municipal and local government jobs. And of course, within those, there is uh, not only local public administration, but there, is a, there are many essential urban services, such as uh, municipal waste collection and management. There, there are some water services, public utilities that in some countries are managed at a local level, but also other jobs that people would not immediately realize are actually uh, carried out by local government, such as road work, of course, municipal police, but also, for instance, funeral services or the maintenance of green parks and uh, natural parks. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Radio Labor will be reporting directly from the PSI Congress in Geneva throughout the week. I'm Mark Bolanchi. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. That was the World Labor Report from Radio Labor all over the world. People are standing up to struggle for their rights. You're only alone when you don't stand up. And if you stay seated, they're going to say you're in favor of staying seated, of not standing up. Here's Lily Tomlin and uh, Jane Fonda with a little note about the federal minimum wage and uh, tipped workers. For a tip worker is just, wait for this, $2.13 an hour. That's not a wage. It's barely enough to buy a large cup of coffee. And it's been that low for 26 years. It used to be that the tipped minimum wage would go up every time federal minimum wage increased. But in 1996, restaurant industry lobbyists convinced Congress to freeze the tipped minimum wage while everyone else's wages continued to rise. And as a result, the tipped minimum wage has been stranded in the year that brought us the Macarena and Dunstan checks in. Tips are supposed to be a thank you for good service, a, a courtesy, a nice gesture. They're not there to let greedy corporate restaurant chains underpay their workers. The corporate restaurant chains claim that raising the minimum wage for tipped workers will destroy their businesses. 
but this is nonsense. In the seven states that have the same minimum wage for tipped and non-tipped workers, the industry has higher sales per capita and higher job growth. They've also tried to scare workers by saying, oh, if your hourly pay goes up, tips are going to go down. Again, this is a total myth. In those seven states, workers are being tipped at the same rate or even higher rate than everywhere else. There's no question that tipped workers need our help. So while you're out there fighting to raise the minimum wage, don't forget about them. The ordeal of uh, tipped workers. They're paid a base rate that's very low and uh, led to believe that their tips will make up the difference. But the tips aren't for, aren't for salary. A tip is thanking somebody for some work they've done. A working class person who did, who did a job for you or did something that in your place... Uh, the estate tax okay this is one of Trump's lines that he said uh, at a Teamsters convention and said the estate tax is a death tax and we're going to get rid of it and he got wild applause for that but the problem is the estate tax is only for people who make over 5.5 million dollars they call it the death tax. Well, no. It means a tax on what you, you know, on what you've got. Trump throws that around all the time. Here's a story about Papa John's, um, whose owner, of course, is a conservative... Uh, anti-union guy Papa John's this is on a rewire Papa John's ordered to pay almost $800,000 in wage theft case the judgment is the latest victory against the fast food company for wage theft and another step in building corporate owners and holding corporate owners legally liable for illegal acts of their franchise workers State judge in New York ruled that they owe $800,000 in unpaid wages over allegations and business underpaid, business underpaid employees. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman sued M Star Pizza, which operates seven pizza, Papa John's franchise locations in Brooklyn. They underreported hours worked by employees over six years, rounded employee hours down to the nearest hour, and did not pay overtime. The National Labor Relations Board in July ruled McDonald's a joint employer and thus liable for labor, liable for labor or wage violations. So you can't just say, well, oh. My franchisees are doing that. I'm not doing that. Corporations like Papa John's and McDonald's employ about two-thirds of the low-wage workers in this country. 
but have so far mostly avoided liability for the illegal actions of their franchise workers. So we know, okay, where people's wealth comes from. People's wealth comes from labor, your labor, working, working people's labor. In this case, Papa John's. And he wants to under, underpay them. Okay. More news from the Labor and Love website. You can always uh, like us on Labor and Love Radio. Here's a special treat. This, this is a version of the Habanera from the opera Carmen, sung by Agnes Balza. Yeah. 
Agnes Balza singing the Abanera, sort of a declaration of independence by a woman who says she's going to love whoever she wants. Love is like a bird. It lands lands wherever it wants. And that's... I like whichever one I want. I'll go after whichever one I want. Agnes Balza. And that, of course, was Abanera from the opera Carmen. All right, let's see what else we got on the Labor and Love website. Remembering Eduardo Galeano and uh, Miriam Makiba from last week. And here's um, 8,000 workers wildcat at Vietnam footwear factory. About 6,000 workers went a wildcat strike at a clothing factory in Tan Hoa province for five days last month and won most of their demands. This is on uh, libcom.org. All right, let's get some some more music here. Okay, on this show, this is our favorite country and western band. He was waiting for the bus and his army green sat down in a booth in a cafe there, gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she give him a smile and he said, would you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? I'm feeling a little Said I'm off in an hour and I know where we can go So they went down and they sat on the pier He said I bet you got a boyfriend but I don't care I got no one to send a letter to Would you mind if I sent one back here to
One Friday night at a football game, the Lord's Prayer said in the anthem, sang a man said, folks, would you bow your heads for a list of local Vietnam dead? Crying all alone under the stands was a
daddy. You do not do, you do not do any more black shoe in which I have lived like a foot for 30 years, poor and white, barely daring to breathe or hachoo. Daddy, I have had to kill you. You died before I had time, marble heavy, a bag full of God, ghastly statue with one gray toe big as a Frisco seal, and a head in the freakish Atlantic where it pours bean green over blue in the waters off beautiful Nosset. I used to pray to recover you, ach du, in the German tongue in the Polish town, scraped flat by the roller of wars, wars, wars. But the name of the town is common. My Polak friend says there are a dozen or two. So I never could tell where you put your foot, your root. I never could talk to you. The tongue stuck in my jaw. It's stuck in a barbed wire snare. Eeh, 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 eeh. I could hardly speak. I thought every German was you. And the language obscene, an engine, an engine, chuffing me off like a Jew. A Jew to Dachau, Auschwitz, Belsen. I began to talk like a Jew. I think I may well be a Jew. The snows of the Tyrol, the clear beer of Vienna, are not very pure or true. With my gypsy ancestress and my weird luck and my tarok pack and my tarok pack, I may be a bit of a Jew. I have always been scared of you, with your Luftwaffe, your gobbledygoo, and your neat moustache and your Aryan eye, bright blue. Panzerman, Panzerman, oh you, not God, but a swastika, so black no sky could squeak through. Every woman adores a fascist, the boot in the face, the brute, brute heart of a brute like you. You stand at the blackboard, Daddy, in the picture I have of you, a cleft in your chin instead of your foot. But no less a devil for that, no not any less the black man who bit my pretty red heart in two. I was ten when they buried you. At twenty I tried to die and get back, back, back to you. I thought even the bones would do. But they pulled me out of the sack and they stuck me together with glue. And then I knew what to do. I made a model of you, a man in black with a Mein Kampf look and a love of the rack and the screw. And I said, I do, I do. So, Daddy, I'm finally through. The black telephone's off at the root. The voices just can't worm through. If I've killed one man, I've killed two. The vampire who said he was you and drank my blood for a year. Seven years, if you want to know. Daddy, you can lie back now. There's a stake in your fat black heart and the villagers never liked you. They are dancing and stamping on you. They always knew it was you. Daddy, daddy, you bastard, I'm through. Sylvia Plath there <clears throat> with her indictment of the male principle, the aggressive, dominant male principle. Daddy, you bastard, I'm through. 
preceded by the Dells with a beautiful song, Does Anyone Know I'm Here, written during the Vietnam War, an anti-war song as well, the Dixie Chicks with Traveling Soldier, one of the great recent anti-war songs. All right. See if we got some news to leave you with. We're getting on till about 11:30. I'm gonna play a John Coltrane. Okay. This is called a union. A unit union that defied an era of retreat. This is on the socialistworker.org site. Members and students of the labor movement have an excellent new book on a little study chapter of left-wing history. A recent volume is called Silk Stockings and Socialism by Sharon McConnell Sidoric. part of labor history that has received far too little attention until now. The book delves into a world that in some regards seems to have existed a million years ago. And yet, with the timely revival and increased popularity of socialist politics in the U.S., readers will likely find more than a little that is fresh and relevant. Okay, and the book is by is about the American Federation of Full-Fashioned Hosiery Workers uh, who consolidated union power in the hosiery shops of Kensington, Pennsylvania in 1919 and 1921 where they were producing luxurious silk stockings in the 1920s. Um... U.S. garment and textile manufacturers represent some of the earliest examples of capital flight. They moved to places out of the East Coast there, to Durham, North Carolina, Kenosha, Wisconsin. But AFFHW organizers followed them wherever they went, signing up members, calling strikes, and chartering new branches of the union. Good story about a successful union. Okay. Now I got a real treat for you. We're going to play A Love Supreme. So, I don't know, maybe go sit down and relax somewhere. This is John Coltrane's Ultimate work in four parts a love supreme
Okay, John Coltrane. Looks like something went wrong with our recording here. with the love supreme.
Okay, there's John Coltrane with uh, Love Supreme. John Coltrane, Coltrane Quintet. Not sure, Quintet, Quartet. This is the Labor and Love Show. We're coming at you from Mutiny Radio. I do want to say a few words about Mutiny Radio because Mutiny Radio is becoming the mecca for up-and-coming comedians. Um, Our third annual labor um, comedians. Let's see what it is. Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street. Early March, a group of comedians will come here and do comedy for five days. And uh, the way that this develops is, it reminds you of uh, great uh, saxophone players in Kansas City trying their riffs out on one another. And that's what, what comedians come here to Mutiny Radio and do. They have sessions where People criticize positively and negatively uh, their work as comedians. Kind of like a breeding ground, right, for, for comedians. Well, that was John Coltrane. Coltrane was born in 1926 in North Carolina. Hamlet, North Carolina, attended middle school, and several members of his family died in 1938, leaving John to be raised by his mother and a close cousin. Uh, His mother bought him his first saxophone in 1943, and... uh, took up the alto sax during high school, started getting gigs right away, joined the Navy uh, very close to the end of the war, and uh, played in a naval band. Um, He continued to perform other duties when not playing with the band, including kitchen and security details. By the end of his service, he had assumed a leadership role in the band. His first recordings in informal session in Hawaii with Navy musicians was on July 13, 1946. He played alto saxophone on a selection of jazz standards and bebop tunes. Okay, in 1947, after touring with various artists, he began playing tenor saxophone with the Eddie Vinson Band, Eddie Cleanhead Vinson. Uh, he heard Charlie, Powell, Charlie Parker for the first time in 1950, I believe, in the 1940s, pardon me. He said, the first time I heard Bird play, it hit me right between the eyes. John Coltrane. And what we just played for you was his magnum opus, A Love Supreme, about worldwide, nationwide 
love for the deity, for all of life. John Coltrane. All right. Let's see what's on uh, working class history today. We already read to you about the the garment workers in New York. Working class history website. On this day in 1913, 1,300 lumber workers, white, black, and Native American in the Radical Industrial Workers of the World Union struck together in Louisiana and largely succeeded in picketing out migrant and Mexican scabs, many of whom joined the strike. The strike was only broken the following year by mass mob violence and illegal deportations by police. But it brought together black and white workers as never before in southern industry. His working class history. On this day in 1887, four of the Haymarket's martyrs were executed in Chicago. They were anarchist labor organizers framed for a bombing in their, for their role in the fight for an eight-hour day. You know, Lucy Parsons, one of our labor cards, was married to one of the uh, Chicago martyrs. Today is Armistice Day, commemorating the end of World War I in 1918. The official commemorations never mention what actually ended the war. Mutinies and revolutions which swept Russia, Germany, and several other countries. And uh, the politicians who took us to war should have been given the guns and told to settle their differences themselves instead of organizing nothing better than legalized mass murder. That's Harry Patch talking, last surviving soldier of World War I. On this day in 1970, Puerto Rican radicals from the Young Lords took over Lincoln Hospital in New York City's South Bronx. Over 6,000 people, including clerical workers, nurses, and doctors, joined them in occupying the nurses' residence in order to publicize the flagrant disregard for human life in New York City hospitals. See what else we got. This is the working class history. On 10 November 1875, prominent Russian revolutionary Anastasia Bitsenko was born. She joined the Socialist Combat Organization in 1905 and shot a general who crushed a peasant uprising for which she was sentenced to death. The sentence was later commuted to perpetual servitude and she was exiled to Siberia. 
She was released following the 1917 revolution, but later arrested by the Soviet secret police and shot. This day in 1937, Brazilian President Getulio Vargas announced his Estado Novo, constitution based on corporatist and fascistic ideas. National, regional, and city councils were dissolved and union activity banned. The move to break the powerful Brazilian working class movement and make Brazil more attractive to American investment was congratulated by the fascist regimes in Italy and Germany. Okay, how about some music to uh, kind of finish up, getting up to the end of our day. The new tax proposal, which is another handout. It's another piece of corporate welfare. Greedy chiselers off the dole. It's time to end welfare as we know it. Teach them a little self-control. For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it, no more handouts, cut them off. Now we should all be irate at this huge welfare state, right here in this mightiest of nations. AFDC is disgraceful to me. I'm talking aid for dependent corporations. Free enterprise, ha, the cruelest of lies. It cost us 200 billion just last year. If they paid their fair share, we'd have billions to spare. It's time to tell them the buck stop here. Let's consider Charlie Hurwitz, the CEO at Maxam, holding redwood forests hostage in a vicious little tax scam. It's clear-cut we picked up the tab for Charlie's union busting, then paid him to pollute our water. Jesus, that's disgusting. Charlie won't repay 500 million that he stole from a Houston SNL. What say we kick him off the dole? It's time to end welfare as we know it. And get those greedy chiselers off the dole. It's time to end welfare as we know it. Teach them a little self-control. For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it. No more handouts. Taco Bell Chihuahua begs for bucks for Frito-Lay And Poppin' Fresh from Pillsbury needs more dough every day <laughs> That thief Ronald McDonald and his sidekick Mayor McCheesy Hamburglarize our treasury in ways that make me queasy That nasty little mermaid took tax dollars overseas To hire thugs to bring poor Haitian workers to their knees 
It's time to end welfare as we know it And get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off They've been picking every pocket here from sea to shining sea We must intervene to break this cycle of dependency ADM and Cargill, General Motors, Ford and Boeing, ITT and Lockheed, and that welfare line keeps growing, growing, growing. Now Congress says we can't afford to subsidize the needy, but before we slash the safety net, let's tell the truly greedy. We're gonna end welfare as we know it. And get those greedy chiselers off the dole We're gonna end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off It's for their own good No more handouts, cut them off Oh, then Feeney with a, a corporate welfare song. Welfare song. And uh, another step in that corporate welfare is the new tax plan, which effectively does away with a lot of taxes on the very richest and uh, continues the ruinous, destructive trend of passing money to the rich taking it away from the poor and the workers and that means you and me and the foreign country it don't make sense let's listen to a little uh, Willie Dixon and then we'll get out of here you know the blues speak of so many things making a kind of variety of the program. It requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. And when you think about the various nations of the earth, the various religions of the earth, Dixon just getting started there. We have been able to make can't anything make that we want to make and do anything we want to do. Okay, this is the B. Time for me to get out of here. It's uh, about quarter till on uh, November the 11th. Veterans Day and uh, time to turn and
ponder the ridiculous, stupid, insane taste that people have for war. Internacional. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse 
every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> if you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. 
You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell me? Hey, people, this is a flat black plastic show. If uh, Dwayne was supposed to come by, but he can't, so if you're expecting to hear him, you should still keep listening. <laughs>